to the podcast. I'm Tina. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray powerful prayers that will transform the lives of your children. One of the ways we do that is by offering you the annual Rest, Refresh, Renew Retreat. Our next retreat will be held on April 19th through the 21st, 2024, right here in the Charlotte area. I want to personally invite you to come and get some rest from your normal routine. Be refreshed by spending time with other moms just like you and have your mind renewed by the Word of God. Registration opens this Thursday, October 19th. The link is in the description and it will give you all the details. We are having an identity crisis in our world, but what's worse is the church is having an identity crisis of its own. The Bible tells us we are fully accepted by Jesus as his children, yet we are always looking to be accepted by the world and those around us. All this week, we will be praying for our children to understand the acceptance of God in their personal lives. If you want to pray for your children every day and find it hard to know what to pray, we have taken the guesswork out of it. Go over to RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org and subscribe to the Prayer Tribe. Our community of prayer warriors receives a free printable prayer sheet with scriptures and prayers to pray over your children for that week. Come and join prayer warriors around the world who are praying life into the lives of their children. There's a link right here in the show description. Why do we struggle so much with acceptance? Neil Anderson in his book, Victory Over the Darkness, says this, acceptance was replaced by rejection. Therefore, we have a need to belong. Do you wrestle with rejection from others? The rejection of others is one of the hardest things for me. Thankfully, there's freedom in the acceptance of God. For us to understand the acceptance of God, we need to go back and revisit what exactly happened to us when Adam and Eve partnered with sin in the Garden of Eden, if we're ever to recover from its effects in our own personal lives. God created every one of us with a need for belonging, both to him and to one another. But instead of feeling like we belong, we fight the feelings of rejection that bombard us moment by moment by those we love and meet. When we have an intimate, personal relationship with God, it sets us up for an intimate, personal relationship with one another. John Ortberg, in his book, Everybody's Normal Till You Get to Know Them, when talking about the human-shaped void, says this, Sometimes in church circles, when people feel lonely, we will tell them not to expect too much from human relationships, that there is inside every human being a God-shaped void that no other person can fill. That is true, but apparently, according to the writer of Genesis, God creates inside this man a kind of human-shaped void that God himself will not fill. God created us with a need for acceptance, but until we understand his acceptance of us as his child, we will never be able to handle the rejection that is inevitable from others. Let's look at it this way. When we have or adopt children of our own, they're always and forever our children. There's nothing that can change that fact. In other words, we can't give them back. John 1.12 reminds us, but to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior is the very same thing. We become his child forever and always. Nothing can ever change our position as a child of God. It is our identity. It is who we are. 
it's very easy to make the mistake that what we do is who we are. For instance, if you were to ask someone, who are you, what would they usually say? They'd say, maybe I'm a wife or a mom or a teacher or a nurse or et cetera. The only answer to that question as a child of God is this, I am a child of God. All those other things are what we do as a child of God. We need to be very careful that we don't confuse what we do with who we are. For the Christian, who we are determines what we do. We must also remember receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior not only allows us to become God's child, but the Holy Spirit comes alive inside of us. At the moment of conversion, when you receive Christ, we go from being spiritually dead to spiritually alive. 1 Corinthians six seventeen says, but the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Adam and Eve chose disobedience in the garden when they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The consequences of their disobedience was spiritual death. Because of this, we are all born spiritually dead until we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. At the very moment of our conversion, we become spiritually alive in Christ. We become one in spirit with him. If you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are now spiritually alive and one in spirit with him. As God's child who is spiritually alive, we are now part of a bigger family, the body of Christ. Look at 1 Corinthians 12, 27 with me. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. Every family is unique from everyone else's, and chances are when you are together, there are things that make you unique to one another. It might be looks or mannerisms or even the sound of each other's voices. For instance, our family has several family mantras. We also like some of the same traditional foods over the holidays, as well as the games we play together as a family. These things make my family unique from your family. In the same way, when Jesus became your Lord and Savior, you became a part of the body of Christ. The closer we walk with Jesus, the more we resemble Christ and each other. We will speak truth to one another. We will strive to walk in the Spirit. There will be very specific things that will distinguish us as the body of Christ. But most of all, it will be our love for one another. We are family. We are also fully accepted by our Heavenly Father in that family. God has given us some passages in the Bible that make it very clear that we are all accepted by Him. Look at Ephesians 1-1 with me and let's see if you can spot it. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I am writing to God's saints in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ. If you tell someone they're stupid, chances are no matter how smart they are, they will believe they are stupid. We tend to believe the words spoken of us by others. It's the same for the believer in Christ. In the Bible, people who did not follow Jesus were referred to as sinners. If we always refer to ourselves as forgiven sinners, we will sin. But when we look at this passage in Ephesians, we see that followers of Jesus were only referred to as saints. Never are followers of Jesus referred to as sinners in the New Testament. If we refer to ourselves as redeemed saints, we will be more likely to act like one. You cannot behave contrary to what you genuinely believe about yourself. As a child of God, you are a redeemed saint who occasionally sins. And finally, as I wrap this up, I want to encourage you with something that I'm 
very passionate about. As a child of God, fully accepted by him, we have the benefit of freedom from our sin and the things that bind us to our past. Colossians 1.14 assures us of this, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever visited a dog pound? If you have, you have seen some of the cutest little puppies and dogs ever. It's one of my favorite places to go. However, as cute as they are, they're all caged up. They have no freedom to run or even the freedom to be loved. Some may never make it out alive unless they are rescued. When we do not know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are like those locked up puppies. We have no freedom to be all God created us to be. We have no freedom to be unconditionally loved. And most importantly, we will never make it out of this life to live in eternity with Jesus in heaven. That's exactly what Jesus did for you and me. He rescued us from our locked up cage of darkness and sin and set us free to be all he created us to be and live an abundant life in him. He set us free to experience the unconditional love of our heavenly father. He set us free to live in eternity with him in heaven. That's the best news out there. And it isn't fake news. I personally believe that one of the biggest things that prevents us from walking in victory on our day-to-day basis is not understanding and believing who we are in Christ and our true identity. And because we don't walk in our true identity, many who are lost are looking for identity in all the wrong places. As a child of God, we have those answers that the world is longing for. As we step into our identity as an accepted child of God, our light in this world will become bright brighter and brighter. So much so, those who are lost can't help but see it. As you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you this week, kick unbelief to the curb and boldly walk in the truth of who you are as a child of God. Here are your five tips for stepping up your spiritual parenting this week. Number one, talk to your children about what it means to be a child of God. Two, when we talk to our children about how we go from being spiritually dead to spiritually alive in Christ, it opens their eyes to see the difference of accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior and choosing not to. Third, when you model walking in Jesus, your children will naturally walk that way. They are little sponges when it comes to what they see in their homes. Fourth, listen to the words you say to your children. Are they words that bring life or are they words that bring death to their lives? And fifth, use the analogy above to talk to your children about how Jesus sets us free from the darkness to live in his light. I hope this episode has blessed you. If it has, please share it with a friend or a family member and don't forget to hit the follow button so you won't miss an episode. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for my friend. Lord, I pray that as we walk through this whole identity series, that they would learn and walk in who they are, a redeemed child of yours who is now a saint who occasionally sins. In Jesus' name, amen.